Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> That's where I grew up, I guess. Uh, and the love for the game. You know, I love, I love basketball. I love playing basketball. I work hard for um, money. I just want to be successful and you know, play hard and play the right way. Did you call the bank on that? Floor, right? No, I just threw it up. <laughs> <laughs> but the bank is open. Though. <laughs> With the crowd? Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know that they push me. Uh, like I told the guys, like if you, if you can't play for anybody, you can play for this crowd. You can play for these fans because they come in every night and give us energy. Uh, we're playing for ourselves and, and we're playing for those guys. So uh, it's, it's amazing feeling for me to play against a crowd like this. Bay Crowder, the eighth man, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. With me as usual, Julian Edlow, and joining us, Sam Packard from WEI. We're going to have a great conversation about Jay Crowder, who finally got the 22 points that we all knew he was going to get as soon as he replaced Jeff Green. We're going to talk about Jared Solinger and Anthony Davis going head-to-head, and then we're going to talk about the trade that shook the world, as Jeff Green was traded for pretty much nothing. So, first, let's start with the game tonight. Julian, Jay Crowder, Mabey. Eighth mangasm is an explosion of amazing hustle basketball tonight. Career high, 22 points. He played a really great game tonight, and he's, you know, who would have thought a few games ago that Jeff Green would be gone and Jake Rado would be filling in as the starting small forward of this team. But everybody liked him off the bench when he arrived in Boston. He's done a great job. He's a hustle player. He's a bigger Marcus Smart, as Brad Stevens called him. And he's done a really great job in all aspects, both sides of the floor, rebounding, scoring, passing. He's been great since he got here. I was impressed by uh, early in the game, he kind of hit a couple mid-range jumpers, which I didn't know was part of his game and kind of got him going. And Stevens noted his toughness, which I think he displayed throughout the game. He had a couple steals, a couple blocks. And one thing he did was he moved really well without the basketball. Uh, Remember one play in the first half, uh, Bradley found him for a nice dunk and then he had a nice give and go uh, with Sullinger later. Yeah. So I'm just really impressed with his all-around game and think the Celtics should really push to re-sign him in the offseason. Oh, there's no question they're going to want to do that, especially with Green gone. Sure, Young has a lot of similar aspects to his game, but he's pretty far behind at that point. Crowder is, and Crowder's the kind of guy that you can always have around if you want to have a good playoff team, Sam. You know, you talked about that he, sh- he showed that mid-range jumper. Stevens talked about after the game that He's so deliberate in the way that he works that he works on those shots and he's able to pull those shots off. And maybe it's a way of saying that he's not that very naturally talented, but he really works his butt off. But I mean, Sam, you see the improvements in Jake Crowder's game, see some of the stuff coming out that you don't really see from afar. I mean, what, what's the thing that really impresses you about how Crowder played tonight 
and how he has played so far since he got here. I think it's really just his high energy on both ends of the court, uh, especially steals, I feel, early in transition. He's just making, he's a menace in the backcourt, um, and he's creating a lot of fast break opportunities. And that's the key to his game. If he can add the jump shooter, that's great, but really the key to the game is going to be that high energy, just creating steals like that. Yeah, he's just a hustle guy that seems to fit in seamlessly. He fit in seamlessly off the bench. Now he fits in seamlessly as a starter. He's just the type of player that you can get on a good team, a bad team. You plug him in, and he's good to go. He, he looks like he's been playing with the guys through training camp. So I think what he brings to the table and a reason that he'll be very attractive to other teams come off season is because of how easily he can fit in anywhere, really. So here's the thing. They trade Jeff Green, right? Jeff Green was kind of the motor of their offense as far as scoring power and speed and athleticism. So you're thinking that their up-tempo offense is going to struggle, especially with Rondo being gone. But tonight, they were forcing steals, and they were doing what the Celtics have always done best. If they want to get into a transition, they get steals on the perimeter, and they get fast breaks out of that. I mean, Julian, tonight, you had Smart doing it. You had Crowder doing it. Bradley a little bit. I mean, how crucial is that going to be for them going forward? It's very crucial because that's the only way they can win games. With the talent they have, they're two best players have been traded since the beginning of the season. Their best players are, you know, Jared Sullinger, Jay Crowder might be one of their best players right now. If you're going to win games, it's going to be on hustling, making your three-pointers, getting out on fast breaks, and locking down on defense. That's the only way you can win games with this squad. And, you know, they, they came home after some emotional trades. You have the Brandon Wright deal in there, too, which, you know, might have thrown some guys off guard. And they got another, well, maybe so quickly threw them off guard. If they're off the last six minutes of the bench, <laughs> they, flipped, off guard. <laughs> they flipped him pretty quickly. But anyway, you know, kind of like the Rondo deal, they come home after a big trade and they play well in front of their home crowd and get a big win against the Western Conference team. So, you know, they played with a lot of heart tonight. These type of wins are going to happen throughout the season. But, you know, for the most part, these, these type of games are going to be tough to come by. But when they put it all together, as they did tonight, you saw what they can do out on the floor. I think we saw mostly in this game that they, they struggled to score uh, after a score uh, by the other team. Their half-court offense isn't great, but when they can get stops and they're in transition, they're a pretty good team. They're always going to be close, and uh, they're always going to distribute the basketball, playing that motion offense, playing quickly. So if they can't, it all starts on the defensive end. I know that's cliche, but that's what this team needs to do to win. Okay, so let's talk about the big matchup, which was Solinger versus Davis. Mm -hmm. Now, Davis didn't cover Solinger that much, but Solinger was covering him. Davis had 34 points. He had a pretty pretty decent game, right? It's just 34 points, nothing big. But Solinger really answered in the fourth quarter. I mean, Davis had a monster fourth quarter. He had 13 points then. But Solinger was pretty huge. He was getting rebounds. He was hitting threes. I mean, Julian, how crucial was this to see Jared Solinger yet again having a key matchup and really stepping up, especially where he's the only good offensive player left on this team right now. Well, this is what we want to see. You know, Sollinger is probably the best player on this team. It's not a good team, but while you have him as the best player on your team, you might as well find out what he can do. And I know the last show we did together, we talked about how they need to dump the ball down to Sollinger, run some more plays in the post through him, and you know, find out where that leads going to Sollinger as an offensive option. What better time to find out than now? This season likely is not going anywhere, so figure out what you have in Sullinger. 
make him your go-to guy. I think he had 13 points in the fourth quarter tonight as well. So, you know, he kind of matched Davis in that final frame, equalized him to a degree. So, you know, keep keep riding him. Eventually, when this, if Sullinger's a guy that you want to keep here, you want to have that confidence in him when he's your third guy on a great team that you can go to him and get baskets, and he's going to be able to do that because you instilled that confidence in him now. I thought Sully did a good job, especially early in the game, just using his large posterior to kind of force Davis out of the paint. Large posterior? Yes, is a <laughs> big, big posterior. And Davis really didn't get that deep positioning, and I thought Davis was relatively quiet in the first three quarters. Of course, he went off in the fourth quarter, but I thought Sully did a really good job um, just on defensively, which I was surprised to see. I thought Davis was going to dominate the entire game. So if he can continue to do that against elite big men, is nothing but upside. Well, that was quite a garrulous diatribe about the posterior of Jared Zollinger. There so we're sending for your SATs out there. I did not do too well. So before we end the show, got to remind you to like our Facebook page, Garden Report Celtics. Uh, download this podcast on iTunes, and you obviously are watching on the websites or on YouTube. Download the CLNS Radio post-game show on iTunes. Same thing for Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio. Uh, so we're going to come back for part two. We're going to talk about this trade. We're going to hear from Danny Ainge. And then we'll hand out our awards as we do every episode. This is the Garden Report, 8th Mangasm Edition on CLNS Radio and Celtics Squad. This is a key part to our team. I mean, he's our starting point guard. Um, it's, it's not on him. I mean, it doesn't matter who's on the floor. We still have to execute, you know, and defend. And, uh, you know, but we, we miss him out there. You know, he does contribute a lot to our team. Um, but you never know when you know, players going to go out. So um, everybody has to step up their game. It happens. I mean, everybody's not going to have a great game every time they step on the floor. Um, but as my job, the leaders can always encourage them, you know, to go out there and keep doing what they're doing, whether they're a shooter, keep shooting the ball, you know, defending, whatever the case may be. Um, never get down to the teammates. Before we get back to the show, I want to talk to you about lynda.com. So if you're kickstarting your new year and you want to challenge yourself to learn something new, get a free 10-day trial from lynda.com. It's used by millions of people around the world and has over 4,500 courses. The topics on development for web, or web development as a normal person would say, photography, visual design, business, software training for Excel, World, WordPress, Photoshop. You can learn how to sort your iTunes folder, learn how to count to 10, whatever you want to do on lynda.com. They're partnering with The Garden Report and CLNS Radio to bring you a free 10-day trial. So give it... Give it a try. Maybe you'll get a raise at work or something wonderful will happen. You'll win the lottery. So trust me, you'll win the lottery if you go to lynda.com. Um, I just felt like, it, you know, again, sort of a, uh, a timeline thing. The players that we had were um, the uncertainty of the future and free agency. And I uh, felt like we were getting um, good value in return based on, the, on you know, this contract situation. Are you done trading? Or? Um, I don't know that. Never know. Not done talking. Jeff. Uh, Jeff was a high character guy who, who came to work every day. Um, after his heart condition, he really um, put forth a great effort. I think to, to get himself back as an NBA player. I don't think he missed. It. Well, he didn't miss a game. I'm not sure if he even missed a practice. Um, and he's working really hard. And I think that Jeff is a guy that still hasn't reached his prime, even at his age. I think that he's still getting better. And um, but uh, I think he was a, a good guy in the locker room, 
uh, like you said, our leading scorer this year. And um, he, was a, he was a pleasure to be around. I think he'll be a good addition in Memphis. We're back for part two. Let's talk about this trade that just happened. Sam, just right off the bat, Jeff Green's gone. How do you feel? Great. Yay. <laughs> I thought it was a good trade. He got a first-round pick eventually. Tayshawn Prince may show up. Eh. Jeff Green was playing pretty poorly ever since the Rondo rumors kind of surfaced. Kind of was sulking everywhere. It was kind of everyone knew it was time for him to leave town. So, fantastic. There was sulk all over the floor in the locker room. <laughs> that was a major issue. People tripping. It was a serious hazard, Julia. It was a serious hazard, but it was time for Jeff Green to go. It had to happen. It was the, the obvious move in wake of the Rondo trade. Green just didn't belong here with what this team was trying to do. Ainge kept using the word uncertainty with Rondo, what he was going to do this summer. He kept using that again with Jeff Green, uncertainty if he was going to opt into his contract. And, you know, Ainge did something about it. He made sure he got value in return. That value is Tayshaun Prince's expiring contract and eventually a first-round pick. But that is value, whether that pick comes anywhere from 2018 to 2021 when we may see it, but that is something. It's another it's another draft pick in the pile of draft picks, and after the return we saw on Rondo, I would say a first-round pick in return for Jeff Green is a success no matter when that first-round pick is. So how do you feel now? We're in this, this strange era of the NBA where capable starters in the NBA are getting traded for just, like, draft picks way down the road. It used to be, like, lottery pick in the upcoming draft. Now it's, like, picks the, that are so heavily protected you're going to see them, maybe the NBA, the world won't even exist at this point. <laughs> right. the, the protections have changed everything because the only reason that pick needs to be so far away from Memphis is because Memphis owes Denver a pick. And because of protections, we still don't know when that pick is going to fall. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Ainge has to take the best offer he can. I trust that this certainly was the best offer, somebody willing to give up a first rounder for Green. So... It may be a ways down the road, but we all feel as though Ainge isn't going to use all these picks anyway. He said tonight, draft picks have value. Players don't always have value. Sometimes the draft picks have value up until they become a player, and then they have no value. <laughs> so, I mean, draft LeBron James and suddenly no value now that he's on the draft. Well, you know, what I, you know what he was referring to. If, sure. if, if the player isn't somebody that interests the team, then it's not of value to them, whereas right up until that pick is taken that team can use that pick on what they want. So these picks are going to turn into things. Whether they get used or not, we'll see. But gathering them, I truly believe, is the right move. That Now the hard part comes into play, what you, what you turn those into. I think the most confusing thing is now uh, the, the green deal frees up a lot of cap space for their, this upcoming offseason. But I don't know who the <coughs> Celtics are going to use that money on. Kawhi Leonard. They could make an absurd offer to Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard uh, but I don't know if he resigns The max here. isn't enough for Kawhi Leonard, so it doesn't really matter. And there's really no one else I can really see them signing, no big free agent. I don't think they're going to get Gasol or Aldridge, maybe Robin Lopez, but that's not like a really splashy free agent signing. But so max for Robin Lopez? No. I don't know who they I mean, Jimmy use. Butler. There's a lot of... There's a lot of great guys out there, but I don't think any of them are going to get moved. None of them are going to come to the but Celtics. Probably not. I mean, Butler, there's a chance, and a very outside I'd, chance, but there's the, a chance. I mean, the Bulls seem pretty intent on matching any offer mm -hmm. that goes to Jimmy Butler, and it does seem like a lot of these guys just aren't the type of players that would end up in Boston. They're either going to be matched by the teams they're on or have 
want to remain where they are. So I don't know. Maybe you you know you have another have another good draft class come in, sign some one year contracts, and just kind of keep hitting the reset button every off season until something works out. But you know you can't blame Ainge for something that he hasn't done wrong yet. So far, he's done all the right moves acquiring the draft pick. So until he screws something up, you got to just keep thinking that he's doing a good job. All right, before we screw something up, let's get to the baller and boxer. So for me, I'll start with my stat of the night, and it's Jared Solinger's offensive rebounds, another weird stat, uh, but he had more offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds going up most of the time against Omarashik and Anthony Davis. That was really impressive, and one of the keys to the Celtics really making that run in the fourth quarter. So Julian, what's your stat of the night? My stat of the night is 36 minutes and 27 seconds. That is the amount of time that your man Jay Crowder played Bay tonight. Crowder. <laughs> Bay Crowder played tonight, led the Celtics in minutes. Who would have seen Jay Crowder coming in hot so quickly? All right, my stat of the night is Anthony Davis, 14 from 15 from the free throw stripe. Uh, he didn't really shoot that well or efficiently. He was 10 for 24, but he still was able to get uh, 34 points. We see big men struggle from the line a lot, but not Anthony Davis, and that's why he's slowly becoming the best player to ever exist. It's not too bold. No, that's, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> put it out there. Yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so baller of the night for you. Baller of the night, I'm going to go ahead and take Jared Solinger. He was the best player on the Celtics tonight. I think he's the best player on the Celtics going forward, like we talked about earlier. Find he was out. the last to be announced uh, tonight, so now he's the yeah, official he's, best player on the Celtics. He's so. the guy now. It's always been that way. So, you know, Solinger... Like I keep saying, find out what you have in him. Make him the guy for the rest of the season and see where that goes. All right, well, for me, it's the Bay. It's Jay Crowder. Uh, credit to Zach Harper on Twitter for coming up with Bay Crowder. I don't even like the word Bay. It's annoying, but come on, it works for this guy. I mean, I have been pumping the eighth man ever since Julian thought it was funny and wanted to keep making fun it's of me funny. for it. And, yeah, I love it. I love deep role players. And Jay Crowder has emerged from the eighth man to the – third fourth man i guess tonight yeah it's the second yeah. man he's the second man tonight it's true he's really but climbing up i mean i i like jay crowder when he was in dallas he comes here he played nice played hard and tonight he got a big opportunity and he absolutely took advantage of it and it's great to see that and i hope he and jamie's have a great position battle that brings out the best of them down the second half of the season because we need something entertaining to watch and that's probably as entertaining as it gets on the team right now true all right, my baller of the night's uh, Anthony Davis. I thought he had a real quiet game for him to start out, and then 13 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was real interesting in the locker room after the game. He was real sad. He was real frustrated with he this was. loss. Um, <laughs> he needed a snuggle. He did. He looked like he just needed a hug. I wasn't going to be the one to provide him with that hug because I don't Bay know Crowder? him that well. But maybe Bay Crowder. Give him that cuddle. Yeah, Bay needs <laughs> a snuggle. They probably went out to dinner after this game, um, got in bed together. Who knows? But Anthony <laughs> or Davis. Or maybe they didn't. Or maybe they didn't. <laughs> probably they didn't, if we're really being accurate here. But Anthony Davis, ball of the night. All right, we're going to leave you with the image of Jay Crowder and Anthony Davis snuggling for the incredibly eloquent Sam Packard from WEI, Julian Edlow, who's just sitting there tapping his knees. I'm Jared Weiss. We'll see you for Wednesday night's game, which is an 8 o'clock game. Don't forget, don't you dare tune in early to that one. We'll see you later on don't the Garden dare. Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. No, no, because, because draft picks are always tradable. Players are not. Draft picks are always assets. 
they, they, um, until sometimes they're drafted. So, um, until they become players. <laughs> or until they're, they become paid. But, um, you know, but um, no, I don't, I don't believe so. Can you build a team through the draft anymore? Or do you have to use those picks maybe to trade for players? I think you have to build through the draft. And, um, but, you know, like last time we built through the draft and then we developed players and, you know, we were able to trade to get some, some veteran guys in that were more ready to win, that were more compatible with Paul at the time. But um, we did it through the draft. I mean, that's how I look at it. And you, we just, right now we'll do the same thing. We'll draft players, we'll develop players, and um, we'll look for opportunities to, to make take steps forward.